Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. So Dave is really into fitness training. He does the spin, he does the circuit, and he does the boxing. And um, I would really like to see him get in the ring with our guest today. I would like to see that one. She's not a traditional boxer, but she is an 11-time world champion in kickboxing and karate. Megan Cotterell started practicing martial arts as a child and founded Five Elements Martial Arts in 2004 at the age of 23. She's earned multiple black belts and has been honored with the title Renshi. Megan focuses on bringing the healing powers of martial arts to students of all ages and abilities and has created a safe and supportive environment where people can explore their own power while they're increasing their confidence, their focus, and fitness through martial arts. Megan's here today to talk about running her own business, what martial arts has done for her, and how it can transform lives. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. Thank morning. you for having me. Morning, David. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. Guess who is my spin instructor? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. He does kick butt in there, I must say. He works the hardest out of anyone. So, right Megan, how does a good girl from Calgary end up 11 times world champion? <laughs> Maybe I'm not such a good girl. I don't oh. Know. <laughs> it look that way. Perfect. That's a good start to our interview. Yeah, she's definitely got a kick butt side to her. Yeah, I guess uh, appearances aren't everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, you people can't see you, but so we will describe a beautiful, tall, statuesque, long blonde hair, big, beautiful eyes. Does not look like, um, you know, at the, right now, like you'd be scary. Oh, I have really good plastic surgeons. Oh. <laughs> like put my whole face back together and <laughs> done some very nice things to my nose. So yeah, I have to credit my doctors for all the times I've broken bones in my face and for all the different fights that I've done all over the world. And so, yeah, like I've loved martial arts since I was eight years old and I have a I have ADHD and so I wanted to learn more constantly and I wanted to evolve constantly and I never felt like I learned enough or was able to do enough and it kind of helped push me to learning different martial arts and wanting to compete all over the world and wanting to have a big studio and wanted to do multidisciplinary things and wanted to help out students of all different types of abilities and challenges and gifts and all of those kind of things because I felt like I could resonate and I built my business selfishly for my needs, but I thought, where would I go? So I wanted to create a place that I really loved going where I could keep learning myself and I could bring in the coolest coaches and the most education and as many different disciplines as possible. And then hopefully everyone else would benefit from that too. So I'm not big on martial arts. I started boxing about uh, two years ago, shortly after the beginning of the pandemic. But from what I saw in the past, and my daughter has a black belt in Taekwondo, is that usually people are kind of focused on one type of martial art, and you kind of spread all over all of them. Yes, I did. So I have a second degree black belt in Taekwondo, and I think Taekwondo is a beautiful art. It helped with my flexibility. It helped with my kicking. Um, My first love was karate, very traditional karate, very much like the Karate Kid. I'm still obsessed with that movie. It's my favorite movie of oh, all time. Oh, so you can clean my car. Wax on, <laughs> wax off. I got some strong like palms and wrists. I can, I can handle that. Um, and so I started with Goju Ryu Karate. That was my first love. That's how I started. It was very traditional. 
but it wasn't very flexible. I didn't know how to kick to the head. Um, I didn't know all the different styles that were out there. And then I went to this really big tournament in Calgary when I was only 12 years old. And I thought it was okay because I had done, you know, a lot of inner club tournaments and, and I thought I was doing all right and I was getting all my belt testings. I got my butt handed to me at this <laughs> tournament because it was multidisciplinary. So I had people that had Kung Fu backgrounds and Taekwondo backgrounds and kickboxing backgrounds, like taking me down. And I thought, well, the world is a big place and there's so many cool disciplines that I could do and I could really grow as an athlete and as a martial artist. And I want to be the best that I can be. How do I learn? How do I grow? How do I develop? How do I become better? So I did go on to pursue my black belts in Shotokan karate eventually and a red sash in Kung Fu. And then I thought, well, if I'm training and teaching that since the age of 16, maybe I can get more black belts. Maybe my kicks could improve and maybe I can try more disciplines. And, you know, what does a champion mean to me? Is the champion in one discipline really awesome? Well, I want to be a champion in all of the things. <laughs> like if I can, not Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's a work in progress. But um, yeah, I just thought if I could really, I guess it's like getting different degrees in university. You know, I just didn't want one business degree. I wanted a marketing degree and I wanted an engineering degree and I wanted a doctor degree and I wanted all those special things. You have a marketing, you did take marketing at MRU. I did. And what's really interesting is as much as I love Mount Royal University, I applied nothing of what I learned in university to what I'm doing now. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting my, my practical MBA at the moment. I'm sure we Finally. all have Finally thinks like me. Yeah. Someone who thinks and says it the way I say it. Yeah, uh, same here. It's exactly the same. Um, all my kids went through karate when they were little. They didn't stick with it, unfortunately. I really wanted them to, but it wasn't a passion of theirs. But what I loved is how the, it, it seemed to really do two things. Number one, their level of respect for their sensei and uh, the people in the room, and then also the focus. I mean, they just had to sit and they had to really kind of go inside to be able to, um, I don't know, not really meditate, but to be able to actually pay attention to what he was saying. I was just flabbergasted because every now and then we got to sit and watch. And I was like, who are these children? <laughs> They don't look like the children I have at home, but I loved it. So maybe just expand on what it can do for kids. Um, I mean, everything you just said is on point. Um, it teaches really good um, individual sensory regulation. So for me, it allowed me to have much better body awareness, much better mental awareness. It gave me different goals. It gave me things to focus on. But really that like self-regulation was really, really, really important. But it does teach you how to respect other people. And it does teach you how to have control. And it does teach you um, how to achieve goals and take risks and be vulnerable and work as a team and, and do something that's scary and different and unique. And so martial arts is built on really self-respect and then respecting everyone else around you. You and mentioned growing. team. It seems like an individual sport. Interesting you say mm -hmm. that. So what's really interesting is there's a lot of flying limbs. So we're learning how to kick and punch and block and spar and, and do all those things. But, um, you have to learn how to do that with other people and you need to learn how to respect other people. So they respect you and you don't get injured and you learn all about your own self-control and you learn all about how to read like social cues and um, have better communication with someone else. I mean, martial arts is, doesn't have to be violent or combative, but you need to learn 
how to interact with other people. Um, and in martial arts, sometimes it's adults and teenagers and people that are way better than you and people that feel like they're in these massive positions of authority and, and amazingness and honor. And even though it's an individual sport and you're still taking really good care of your own actions and your own techniques and, and your own level, I mean, how do you spar with someone else? Like that, that needs teamwork. That needs back and forth. That needs communication. That, that constantly needs that, that growth between other people. And then, I mean, in classes, if one person doesn't listen, sometimes it affects your whole class. Sometimes it affects mm. your whole team. And so I think it's a great way to learn how to work in big groups and, and how to problem solve and how to work through vulnerability. That's so interesting with your sparring partner that I never even thought about that, that you would need to be working and communicating together. It's like, not like wrestling where, you know, they know what their whole plan is, but it's that same kind of unspoken communication. It's big time trust. Mm. It's huge trust. You have to trust that the other person is not going to hurt you, that you're learning and applying techniques with, and that you're learning how to be offensive and defensive. You're learning how to move. You're learning, um, you know, all the little body cues, like where their shoulders and hips are moving, how their footwork is, if they're going to get hurt, if they're not. So there is such a level of trust between other people and so many details that are involved with martial arts that, I mean, you can learn and do forms in your room all you want, like the Karate Kid was doing through his book, but really <laughs> that's not what it's all about. Like there is so many elements to it. And they get everybody to start with... With chores? Wax, <laughs> wax off. <laughs> so many chores, so many chores. My, my studio would be so clean if that's how we started <laughs> as white belts. I'm like, you guys are sweeping the floor, you're cleaning the mirrors, it'd be amazing. Yeah, right? that's, a, that's a good start for kids. The respect thing. Yeah. And it was the same. I remember my kids were so diligent with their... Um, what do you their call geese, it? Their, their, their uniforms. Geese. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't put allow them on the floor. And when they get their little colors on there, I mean, it, it, again, a whole new level of respect because they had no problem doing that with their clothes. Yeah, and they're super proud of what they've learned and earned because they know how difficult it's been and they've watched their peers earn that. And they had mm -hmm. so much respect for how difficult it was for their peers. So they really want to grow. They really want to earn those big things. And so I just, I think it's a great way for kids to grow up and a great type of physical activity for them to learn with. Yeah. Our guest this morning is Megan Cotrill, founder of Five Elements Martial Arts, also 11-time cha world champion in kickboxing and karate. We have to take a commercial break. Once we get back from the commercial break, we want to talk about what's going to happen in Calgary next year. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with Megan Cottrell, the founder of Five Elements Martial Arts. So you were just mentioning about a really exciting world championships coming up here in Calgary. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I'm the president of Team Canada for the World Kickboxing Karate Union. And so that is... Um, 20,000 athletes, 70 countries all over the world. Um, we have major world championships um, all over the world every year. I mean, in one week. And we have a guest in our studio today. Yes. So in one week, we go to Wales for the world championship this year. But I actually have the world president here, Klaus Nonemacher. And so he is the president of all 70 countries and all of the 20,000 athletes. And we're working together because... 
we are putting on the world championships for the first time in our history in Calgary, October of 2023. Mm. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Wouldn't talk here, Klaus. <laughs> yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, yes. you're you're like strangely good at speaking German. You have they Danke. had a full conversation there. Danke, my Liebe. Multi-talented. <laughs> oh, that's thinking. great. So what does that bring to Calgary? How monumental is that? Well, there hasn't been anything of this magnitude brought to Calgary before. So because it's such a huge world championships, it's eight different disciplines. Um, 75% of it is actually juniors, so under 18s. Um, and it allows these athletes to compete at this level, do a variety of different disciplines. Um, we have non-combative divisions too. So that's forms, that's weapons forms. We have um, light contact kickboxing. We have point fighting. We also have K1 and full contact in the ring as well. So what that actually entails is five days of 12 different matted ring areas and ring ring areas of competitors. So it could be two, 3,000 competitors from 40, 50, 60 countries all over the world that are going to be showcasing their skills in Calgary and vying for that world championship gold. It's very, very, very exciting. And it's the first time that we've been able to do this and have the facilities to do this and the excitement to do this and the backing from the world organization. So it's an incredibly special monumental event. And then I'm really excited to bring it to Calgary. Do we know where it's going to take place in Calgary? Um, it's or kind it's of a, a secret. secret. Oh, it's kind of a secret, okay. but it will be it. it will be showcasing um Canada's beautiful culture, and it will be showcasing um a variety of um I don't know like some cultures. Cult. Yeah, and I I just think that um we're going to be very 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 proud to have it here in Calgary and to showcase what we're going to showcase. And we're trying to make it the most special world championships that we've ever held. So we're going all out for this one and we want um, as many spectators and fans and, you know, just grassroots martial artists to come out and support and cheer on the different countries. So I've never been to one of these matches before. What am I in for? If uh, I don't know what to even expect. <laughs> it's what? so great because there's 12 different areas of competition that you can watch. So you can do like, you can watch the most beautiful, forms so karate forms and kung fu forms and taekwondo forms and like weapons forms like you'll see these little 12 what do you mean by kids. weapons yeah it's so cool so a form or a kata yeah nunchucks i was totally gonna mention that nunchucks. so i mean if you watch cobra kai or martial arts movies yeah. like there's like ninja turtles those weapons are legitimately what some amazing athletes put into like these forms and forms are basically a one-sided sparring match that you perform and it's a way of training your body, showcasing your skills, um, getting all the strength that you need so that if you ever need to defend yourself, like you're training your own body. But there are these like amazingly, insanely talented athletes that are doing double nunchucks or giant bow staffs or size or commas and it's like this beautiful martial arts presentation of skill and talent and control. Sometimes it's into music. Sometimes there's gymnastics in it. But then you have like eight-year-olds that are trying to point spar, which means that it's like kicks and punches in a certain area with control. And these little dudes like try to get points <laughs> and, and, you know, win a match. And then you have, you know, like K1 fighters that are full contact, just like What's Glory. K1? So K1 is... It's, it's a type of kickboxing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not quite like Muay Thai, but it is, there is some similarities. So there's allowed knees to the body, but none to the head, no elbows, no clenching, but it's in a ring and it's full contact. No clenching. 
no, you can't grab someone and hold oh. them mm-hmm. and knee them as, as you would in Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. So it's really fast paced. It's very technical. There's a lot of kicking. There's a lot of movement. Like it is busy and exciting and you cheer and it's like, it, it showcases like some incredible athleticism. And so you can watch a variety of all these different disciplines, everything from little eight-year-old kids all the way up to like 70-year-old women. Mm. That oh, are wow. When yeah. I went on your website, I saw my tie. I said, oh, perfectly. They are serving drinks as well. Uh, <laughs> after yes. the match, after the match, David. We ought to keep everyone happy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question when it comes to adults. Yes. We all talk about we sent our kids. I sent my daughter. I sent my son. Tara sent her three kids. I see sometimes adults go into it, uh, probably usually following their kids. But how do adults get into this? And, and, and what do you see the difference between kids getting into the martial arts and adults that are coming you know, after work or before work to martial arts? I love my adult students and I love um, people in the martial arts community that are adults and even my age. I'm getting up there myself. Um, yeah, a talk. lot of it, yeah. Are you going to rub it to me? No, no, you look, you <laughs> look young. very young. You look very young. You just won't see my gray hair. It's fun. <laughs> um, so when it comes to adults, I mean, some of them want to participate with their kids and they want it to be a family activity. And I think that's really, really special and very connecting. And it's a nice way for them to accomplish some really big things together and for parents to understand how hard it is for their kids because it looks easy, but it's not. But then I also have a demographic of people that really want it for self-defense. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we have regular street self-defense um, courses every Monday, as well as we have adult programs for boxing and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai and karate and things like that. So they come in for, a, you know, for some self-protection for sure and some situational awareness, which is amazing. Then I have people that come in that want to find a community and want to make friendships and want to connect with other people. And then I have people that are there for fitness I have people that are there because they've, you know, since they were a little kid, I mean, they might have done some martial arts when they were younger and kind of quit and regretted it. And now they're like, oh, I always dreamt of getting a black belt when I was a kid. Like, maybe that's still a possibility. And maybe as an adult, I can still pursue that and like, Mm. go for it. Mm -hmm. There's no age restriction on any of this. And I wanted to build also a studio that allowed them to find the martial art that fits with them, Mm. not them fit into the martial art. So if you feel more connected to boxing, you do our boxing program. If you feel more connected to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that's what you do. Or you can try a whole bunch of things and just have a ton of fun and just grow as a person and get some new skill sets and build a community and make new friends. And I mean, maybe get a black belt one day or maybe compete one day. Like, can it's you do drop-ins like yes. if I, so that I could try all the different things? You absolutely can. I'll pay for it. I want yeah. to see the video though. <laughs> Why don't you come with me? Okay. We can do that. We could do that together. We'll, we'll set up a little team building. Yeah. A little team building. The two of us. We'll pad you guys up. It'll be fantastic. I would really like to, to try that actually. Go ahead. I might be one of the 70 year olds at the next world championships. Yeah. Okay. I'm boxing three times a week and I, I, and I love it. And as mm. I said, I just started two years ago and it's better than spin. Um, it definitely is a great outlet. Like I, I love martial arts when I'm happy. I love martial arts when I'm angry. I love martial arts when I'm frustrated. I love mm. martial arts when I'm having a bad day, good day. I mean, I love the ability to exert um, emotion and feeling and, and having a more physical way of, um, you know, sorting myself out and my emotions every day. And I mean, 
the oxytocin is not so bad either. Like, right. Tara, you yeah. can tell that she's not uh, passionate about I it. Oh, I love it. It's <laughs> contagious. How pa- passionate. Look at like uh, David and I are ready to sign up right now. <laughs> yes. That's so contagious. Trying it is not signing up yet. Relax. <laughs> well, we're going to drop in. We only have about a minute left, but I did want to address as well. I was reading that you, your son has autism and, and this martial arts has helped with him as well. And you work with kids who have special needs. So that's something worth talking about and highlighting. Thank you. Actually, we have full adults that are as well, full mm. teens, full adults. Um, I've learned a lot from my son. He's amazing. He's doing um, incredible in life. He's in competitive hockey, competitive golf. He does Muay Thai. He's like doing so phenomenal in school to the point where he's on the honor roll. Like he's doing amazing. And I think martial arts, that socialization really helped him. I think the fine and gross motor skills and the social skills really helped his development. And so we have a large amount of neurodiverse students um, in our studio that are everything from little three-year-olds all the way up to full-blown adults. And it helps them interact in the regular class and it helps them you know, like make friendships and interact and grow and be really proud of themselves and also like be part of an environment where they feel very much included and very much um, part of something special, um, no matter what their challenges have been. So it's been really incredible watching them break boards or doing their first competition or going through belt testing and like everybody is so passionate towards what they're doing. And so everybody cheers, everybody high fives, but then they do it for all the other students as well. So it's a really nice, um, positive, um, I don't even know, like experience for everybody, really just having different types of students um, all interact and participate together. Like it's, it's super exciting and super great. So for the young people, it's they learn respect, focus, and communication. For the adults, it's replacing folk dancing as a meeting area. Folk dancing. Folk Speak for dancing. yourself. Very aggressive folk dancing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our guest this morning was Megan Cotrill, founder of Five Elements Martial Arts. Thank you so much, Megan, for being our guest. And good luck. We'll be there next year, right? Uh, Calgary hosting the World Championship. Thank you so much. Thanks, Megan. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.